How would you feel spending eight years of your life in a county lockup? That's exactly what happened to David Martinez. Admits he shot and killed a Pomona SWAT officer, Sean Diamond, back in 2014. As our Javon Alara tells us, the jury is now deliberating over the fate of David Martinez, who claims it was self-defense. What would you think just getting out of bed at 4 o'clock in the morning and seeing a shotgun out your window what would you do october 2014 the swat team serving a search warrant on the san gabriel home martinez shared with family members i ask you again at four o'clock in the morning wouldn't you be scared yourself if there was a disturbance outside your door defendant martinez claims he feared for his life and grabbed a shotgun it's now time to discuss the case of david martinez right here on insane throttle biker news so how would you feel? How would you feel knowing that it was four o'clock in the morning, you look outside your door or window, whatever it is, and you see a shadow of somebody holding a gun about to bust in your door? Four o'clock in the morning. Just waking up, startled. What do you think you would do? I know damn well a lot of us would reach for a freaking gun. Most of us have them. We'd reach for it and open fire. Because in that situation, you're now defending yourself, but also your family. Also your family. That's one of the biggest problems with these no-knock warrants, they get people killed. Now, I hate to see people get killed. I hate to see people get hurt. I don't care if it's a biker. I don't care if it's a regular person. I don't care if it's a cop. Even though I don't get along with cops, I still don't want to see them killed because they're human beings. But at the same time, the policies of these police departments with this no-knock crap is going to put them in harm's way. Now, David Martinez has been locked up ever since the shooting. In 2019, they tried to get him for first-degree murder. He was acquitted. Now, in this trial, he was just acquitted for second degree. The jury hung on the manslaughter charge and the assault with the deadly weapon charge. The jury was a 10-2 split in favor of acquittal. So now the nightmare for him continues because of the hung jury on the manslaughter and stuff. Let's take a look so you to get a little more familiar with this case. Admits he shot and killed a Pomona SWAT officer, Sean Diamond, back in 2014. As our Javon Alara tells us, the jury is now deliberating over the fate of David Martinez, who claims it was self-defense when he opened fire with a 12-gauge shotgun while high on meth. In closing arguments, prosecutor Jack Garden held up the shotgun David Martinez used to kill Pomona SWAT officer Sean Diamond. One round to the back of his neck, his spine severed. It was 4 a.m. in October 2014. The SWAT team serving a search warrant on the San Gabriel home Martinez shared with family members. 
Defendant Martinez claims he feared for his life and grabbed a shotgun. Seconds after he opened fire, killing Officer Diamond, Martinez told other officers on scene, quote, I didn't know you were the police. I thought you were the Mongols. Prosecutor Garden told jurors that statement was the first in a web of lies spun by Martinez to save his skin, including claims by Martinez that he wanted to, quote, quit the Mongols motorcycle gang. But why then was Martinez still attending Mongols events just before the killing, Garden asked. Why had he recently gotten a second Mongols tattoo? And why had he just bought a bulletproof vest he said he planned to sew into his Mongols vest? And then there were the phone calls. Martinez still in contact with fellow Mongols years after the killing. Jurors again heard audio of a jailhouse call. Martinez and other Mongols, including one named Cadaver. I miss the expletive out of you, bro. I love you, bro. The DA to jurors, there was no fear of the Mongols. Don't leave your common sense in the hallway. From the defense, attorney Brady Sullivan points to that same statement as proof Martinez had a reasonable belief that an armed intruder was breaking into their home. Martinez claims he saw the barrel of a gun pointed at his father through the door. He thought it was the Mongols. Jurors were told of a threat Martinez received the night before from fellow Mongol Scarface, who told him, quote, you better watch your back, pal. Martinez claims he was not high on meth that morning and that he never heard the SWAT team yell police or search warrant. Giovanna Lotta, ABC7 Eyewitness News. That was what was going on with closing arguments. Now, there has been a ruling. You know what? Let me go over that ruling really quick. That way it gives you a little more breakdown and a little more information on the subject. This out of SGVTribune.com, crime and public safety jury again acquits San Gabriel man of, uh, what is it, Panoma's uh, officer's murder. Probably screwed that up. Uh, Ruby Gonzalez is the writer on this story. A jury on Tuesday once again acquitted a San Gabriel man of a 2014 fatal shooting of a SWAT officer who was serving a search warrant at the man's home. Now, while the jurors found 44-year-old David Martinez not guilty of second-degree murder of Officer Sean Diamond, they deadlocked on manslaughter charge and the charge of assault with a firearm. It was 10-2. That wasn't a deadlock. A deadlock is when half and half go. But it, it was a 10-2 in favor of acquittal. Just to put that out there so you understand. Now, Martinez will return to the Clara Shortridge Follies Criminal Justice Center in Los Angeles on November 14th for a bail hearing and further proceedings. Further proceedings, so what? The the reason why, you know, most normal prosecutors would have let this go already because they knew they really didn't have any evidence. Yeah, they're pushing that he was a meth head, stuff like that, their words, not mine. They're pushing this one phone call uh, that he was talking to the Mongols and stuff like that. He was still a member which to me don't make a difference in this case. In me, it was like, damn, man. You know, you show up at 4 o'clock in the morning, no knocking, somebody getting shot. 
That's just, that's the way anybody would have thought about this. I know every one of you out there, if somebody showed up, you've seen a shadow with the shotgun, you're shooting. You're asking questions later. What's the old saying? I'd rather be carried by, uh, what is, no, what was that old one? I'd rather be uh, judged by uh, 12 than carried by 6. That's that's right here what it it, it boils down to. Or uh, no knocks? Come on. So it looks like when they say further proceedings and a bail hearing, it looks like now they're going to try for manslaughter and the assault with a firearm on an officer. That's probably what they're going to end up doing in this. Quote, while we are disappointed with the outcome in this trial, we respect the jurors' decision and thank them for their service. That was the district attorney's office in a statement. And they go on right here. It wasn't clear if the district attorney's office has decided to retry Martinez on the manslaughter and assault charges. This has been going on since 2014. Two trials now. He's been acquitted of the serious crimes. Two times already. First degree murder. Second degree murder. So now what? They're going to drag him back in. And see if they can get a manslaughter and an assault one? Well this jury. They went 10 to 2 in favor of acquittal. So you would have to ask yourself, as a district attorney, do you think that it's going to come out our way on the next one? And again, if this was anybody other than a cop, it would have been dropped a long time ago. I really believe that. But because it was a SWAT officer, and again, I'm so sorry uh, to the family that they lost their loved one, but I would be going to sue the cop department for having a policy of no-knock warrants at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's what I would do. Overall, it's a win. Uh, let's, oh, let's see here. Brady Sullivan, who is Martinez's lawyer, said he was happy the jury acquitted Martinez of second-degree murder, but was somewhat disappointed that the jurors didn't find his client not guilty of manslaughter. Now, overall, it is a win for the defense and loss for a prosecution where, you know, it shouldn't be a loss, it shouldn't be a win, it should be the right thing that comes out of a situation like this. That's what I'm thinking right here. Uh, now, Diamond's mother, I can, you know what, I really can accept where she's coming from out here. She wants who's ever responsible for her son's death to be brought to justice and she's looking at this, and well, here it is. I'm stunned. There's no justice for my son. I don't understand. I thought they would at least agree on manslaughter. But again, 10-2. Now, she pointed out that in seven days, it will be the eighth anniversary of the shooting. Uh, eight years, eight years, I've lived my life in abstinence waiting for justice for Sean. And like I said, she should go after the police department for this practice of no knocks, man. Uh, no, not, oh, man. 
Anyway, let's go to the arguments. Uh, they argued that Martinez wanted out of the Mongols and thought it was a fellow Mongol at the door and fired a 24-gauge shotgun to defend his family. He said it was an accident. Uh, then the prosecutors went after the meth angle and tried to debunk what he was saying about that. But that's what we got coming out right now. And I know a lot and a lot of the news media has actually been covering this pretty straight up in regards to the processes and all that type of stuff that he's been going through. And we're going to see if he gets charged again. You know, my bet is he probably is because they're never going to let this go. Never. They're never going to be able to do it. Well, a shame right now, ex-officer charge, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen the video of this where the cop is actually popping off freaking rounds, man, at this kid. Uh, unarmed teen in Texas McDonald's parking lot. And you can see by his face, all this kid was doing was eating a cheeseburger, and he's scared half to death. And it goes on to say, again, this is out of, what have we got, by the Associated Press here. A now former San Antonio police officer was charged with two counts of aggravated assault by a peace officer for shooting and gravely wounding a teen eating a hamburger in his car in a McDonald's parking lot. There it is right there, scared to hell. The teen had been driving away when the officer opened fire. Uh, James Brunad, 25, was charged in the shooting of a 17-year-old, and you could tell he was scared out of his mind. He turned himself into police and remained in custody. Now, Cantu is still unconscious and on life support. 17-year-old kid. There he is, right there. Unbelievable. There is no improvement in his condition. Uh, the last two days have been difficult, and we expect more difficulty ahead, but we remain hopeful. Well, everybody out there, you know, talk to the old man upstairs, man. See, he gives this family... Uh, some help. Some help. So that's the wall of shame right there. Like I said, you can find a lot of the video that was in this incident on the internet. Uh, take a look at that. Let me know what you guys think. We're going to go to the second half of the show right now with China Dow. Rock on. Stay tuned for the second half of this show. Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. China Dow's coming in the studio right now. Rock on.
World War One in here, man. We're, we're releasing the chemical weapons here in the studio. My eyes are watering. China Dow is letting out some gas in here. Oh, shut the hell up. It ain't even me. It's you. Hey, me. What are you talking about? It was the dog. It was you. Oh, my God. You're nasty. <laughs> I'm in here dying. It, it is. It's kind of lingering, ain't it? It's kind of lingering. <laughs> it's kind of like the other day where you taste it in your mouth. Dude, you're nasty. Oh, my goodness gracious, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're feeding me over here. <laughs> you sure it ain't rat poisoning or some shit? I don't know. Does that stuff give you gas? I don't know. I think it does. Oh, even my the, God. It's like... Even the dog got up and was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I smell shit for a living, and that stuff smells like worse shit. <laughs> it's like freaking damn. Anyway, guys, how you guys doing this morning? We had China Dow in the house. Poor China, man. You oh know what? God. She lives through the most amazing shit with Hollywood, don't you? God. 
Yeah. Uh huh. It comes out your ass and it smells and I'm going to die. <laughs> and you have the door closed and there's no, yeah, there's I no ventilation. The Barely. There's like no ventilation in here. I am going to puke. It happens. You're, you're nasty. It happens. God. So about that uh, Texas thing with the cop. Yeah, what the hell is it? You can't even go sit and eat a cheeseburger without getting shot at? You know what? My heart breaks. What the fuck? Because that 17-year-old kid was scared. You could see it in his eyes. Well, what was the cop's reason? I have no fucking clue. All I know is I seen the video of the actual shooting, and this motherfucker was popping off rounds, this cop. So dude's just sitting there minding his own business. And he put the car in reverse because he's scared. You can see it. You don't know what's happening with these cops now. Mm-mm. And then, of course, he, uh, I can't get the, you know, the, the picture of his face out of my head. And I'm sitting here, damn, man, I got a 19-year-old. And why is why, the cops have done nothing but scare the shit out of people. For the last couple years. I remember. There was this one. That I seen on the internet. There was this kid. And his girlfriend. Were in uh, the motel. In the room. You know shooting off paintball guns. Screwing around. In their room. Somebody called the cops. Next thing you know. They had the SWAT in the fucking uh, hallway. And they got the girl down on her knees and got her to come forward to him. Then they had the boyfriend is there crying. Please don't shoot me. Hands up in the air. And you know how when you're on your knees and you got your hands above your head. Mm. And they're telling you to come forward. Well, sometimes you're going to fall forward. So this guy, this kid went to brace himself and he was falling forward. They fucking, I'm talking, I don't know if it was uh mini 14s or whatever, but they lit him up, lit him up a kid over paintball guns, that over morning, falling forward. Well, over paintball gun incident. And neither one of them had him on him when that happened. No. And guess what? They got away with it. The cops got away with it because they were saying they were following procedure. Bullshit. You see that video, the kid's falling forward and you're opening up on the kid. Sad. It is sad. It's sad that they get away with this. And if you go look, you can look this up after the show. This guy is lighting up that car. The kid is on life support right now. He's probably not going to make it. Because once you get put on life support, that's it, ain't it? Most of the time. Pretty much that's it. Yeah, most of the time. There's there's a there's a handful that recover. So 17-year-old kid has his whole life in front of him. And because probably has and I guess this was a new I guess this was a new cop. You know, a rookie but that don't make it right. You don't fucking start blasting like you're in some kind of Western and shit like that. Or you're in fucking the movies or something where you're blasting the back of windows out. 
and I would, uh, you know, I would really encourage people to go back and look at that video, how scared he was. And I'd have to argue that's the reason why people don't like cops. Because they take it way too far. Yeah, but you know what? Prison guards are just as bad. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a whole different story. Whole different story. We're talking about this kid right here. Okay. And if he was in the right to shoot this kid up. No. For eating a cheeseburger. How can you say you feared for your freaking life because he was backing out? You scared the shit out of him. Can you imagine what the family's going through right now? Yeah, hell. I can't imagine it. I hope they have a lawsuit. I believe they do have a lawsuit. Yeah, but does a lawsuit bring it back? Oh, hell no. It's not going to bring nothing back. But I think the guy should be committed. Uh, he should be arrested. Well, he was arrested. The cop was arrested. But how much you want to bet at trial it's going to be he was in his, you know... Like they really say all the time. Well, I thought he was going to run me over with I the thought car. He, I, I, I'm afraid for my life. I'm afraid for my life. That's what it is. Sad. So go take a, a look at that video, man. It, it, it'll knock you out. What do you got? Florida prison guards <clears throat> broke an inmate's neck and left him paralyzed and starving to death in his cell. Are you shitting me? Nope. 62-year-old prisoner in Florida, after having his neck broke by guards, was left to die. He was laying on his bunk paralyzed, his neck dislocated, catastrophic injuries suffered after correction officers tackled him to the ground face first. A little more than a month later, he would be dead, having been mishandled. Mocked and ignored by prison staff, even as he begged for help, saying, my neck is broke. I am paralyzed. Oh, Jesus Christ. Instead of calling for a backboard, the officers at the scene of at the scene of the injury forced him into a wheelchair. He drooped forward, awkward, awkwardly crying out in pain. And this is on video. All this is on video. A prison nurse disregarded his complaints during a brief exam, saying, You ain't paralyzed, as one officer told the nurse. He, he ain't paralyzed. Officers then put him in a confinement cell, positioning him on a toilet where he'd be able to balance. He fell onto the hard floor again face first, leaving a pool of blood that horrified other inmates. Once more, prison medical staff said he was fine. After and falling he, fat, flat on his face. After, yeah. And he, uh, they, the, the guards took him. What to the, the hell's up with the nurse? What, what the hell is up with the nurse? Yeah. He died uh, a, a month later. Was anybody charged? Uh, as far as this goes... Um, because I would think this anybody in that ship should have been charged all the way up to the fucking warden. 
Nurse, especially, I you know, I have no sympathy for the nurse. She could have known that this guy was paralyzed and hurting. Nope. Not according to this. And then people wonder why they're screaming and yelling all over this country that there needs to be reforms. I truly believe there does need to be reforms because incidences like this and then the seven and a 17 year old kid chase said they put eight rounds in him or they fired eight rounds, eight damn rounds, close quarters from a nine millimeter. Well, I don't know if it was a nine or a 45 on that one. Cause cops usually uh, carry a 45 here in the Midwest anyway. But nobody else got involved in this. Nope. The inmates were sitting there screaming and yelling, what the fuck? Nothing. That's one thing that really upsets me is they consider you an animal when you get behind bars. I mean, he was 60. Some people deserve it. I mean, it. he was 62. So he was 62 years old? The inmate was 62 years old. It's not like he was some someone in their 20s or 30s or whatever. He was 62. 62 years old. Yeah, and they basically football tackled him and, dis, and dislocated his neck, which left him paralyzed, and they didn't care. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, scumbag that he was, no doubt he was killed by it. You're damn right. He didn't hang himself. That was a fucking government job. It, it, like I said, they treat you like an animal behind bars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there I, has to be punishment and shit, but you know, you're still a human fucking being. I mean, it doesn't specify what this 62 year old was in, you know, jail for. It doesn't specify that, but still, that shouldn't give, give them it, any reason to break your neck and then not acknowledge it. You give dogs a better fucking death than that. Mm hmm. Can you imagine the pain he was feeling the whole time? Even, I mean. And I, and even the inmates were like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I'm surprised the inmates didn't rise up on this shit. Nope. That's some evil, fucked up shit right I there. I think the inmates that had any witness to it didn't want to because they knew for a fact that the guards did it. And this was at a Florida state prison? Yeah. So where is the investigations on this? Or is it just the fact that, oh, it's in the newspaper. Yeah. This should be everywhere. Yeah. It, it's it. I scrolled a long way to find it because <laughs> I remember hearing something about it. And I'm just like, I got to find that. And that's my problem with media. They They're always have this it. fucking agenda. And if it doesn't meet their agenda... They either bury it or don't cover it. Yeah. This was buried. Thank God they got this Texas thing with this 17-year-old all over the place. Oh, that's everywhere. And it needs to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. But something like this also needs to be everywhere. But they pick and choose, and I don't like that whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And usually those kind of stories are from smaller papers. Well, yeah, I like the patch or something like that. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see that in the New York Times or anything. Mm -mm. But there was an interesting one in Newsweek. Go ahead. And this is out of Chicago. Oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> out of fucking Chicago. 
You know what? Chicago's a cesspool. It really is. When I was out by the airport, I was like, what the fuck happened over here? Well, this one, let me tell you. I guess the dismembered body of a Chicago landlord was found in a freezer and her tenant was arrested. I guess she didn't want to pay rent no more. I guess she didn't either that or he didn't fix what the hell was going on. But there is a lot of slum lords in Chicago. The land the the landlord um is female. Chicago officers were alerted after Frances Walker was reported missing from her home about 7 p.m. on Monday. The caller, a woman who rented a room in the property, told the police she had not seen her for a day. Yeah, of course. She's stuffed in the freezer. <laughs> When the police arrived, she pulled the Jeffrey Dahmer. They were told that another tenant living on the property, whom the others were afraid of, officers discovered human remains in a freezer. (laughs) Again, she didn't want to pay rent. You know what, that's actually, you know what, it's not supposed to be funny, but at the same time, after coming off I mean, who, this cop stuff. Who would, fucking really? Well, you gotta love it, man. Uh, you know, people have, you know, imaginations how to get out of rent. <laughs> well, let's just kill her, cut her ass up, put her in a freezer. We won't have to pay rent. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Now, going back. I would I, I I want you to do a favor for me. What? Since you talk to the piglets. No, not as much anymore. When one of them comes in, uh-huh. I would like you to explain both stories that we just covered. And I would want to get their reactions. Okay. And I can guarantee the first thing that they're going to say is, well, what were they doing? Were they listening? How much you want to bet? What do you mean? That's what they're going to say when you give them the scenario of what happened. Or they'll use it, they'll know what happened down in Texas if they if they have any brains whatsoever. Yeah. But ask them that, and they're going to come back and say, "Well, they're going to try to give excuses of what was going through the cops' heads." That's what they always freaking do. Always freaking do. True. Either that or have the shooting on your phone and say, here, I want your opinion on this. I can get I I can get my I can get the opinion of the state trooper quicker than I can county or. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'll put that in front of his face and say, what do you think? And I guarantee it. That they're going to come up with some excuse of why it happened. You want to bet me? No, I don't want to bet you. Because anytime I bet you, I lose. But that's just showing that you believe that to be true as well. And then bring up the story of the guards in the prison. And see what they say. Okay. They're going to have a different angle when it comes to that prison story. Than they are with the shooting down in Texas. They are. They're going to have a different angle on that. 
Well, if one comes in today, I'll let you know. <laughs> and then you're going to come home and you're going to say, what the fuck just happened? You were right. And how are you going to defend that to them? I don't know. What would you, okay, how would you feel showing that video and they come up with excuses? Why I'm going to ask him, why are you making excuses? This shouldn't have happened. Wouldn't that make you look at him less than what you, you know, it was before showing him? I mean, there's a possibility because the, the state trooper that comes in, man, he's pretty blunt. Mm-hmm. And he'll call shit out. So it's like if I like because he had a, a lot of opinions about a lot of cop stuff that's been going on because I've asked him questions about stuff in the past. And ask him what SNS contracting just said. Why do they use I was scared for my life every time something goes down, they use I was scared for my life. It's like their go-to. That is their go-to. Because that's the only excusable reasoning that... Xena? Go ahead. Hollywood? Again? (laughs) I'm gonna die. But go ahead, go ahead. You know what? You can't get her off a train of thought. It never works. That That's going to be their go-to because the, they can use that to get away with what they just did by saying they were fearing for their life. Every time. Would you consider somebody that's popping off eight rounds at a kid that's scared to death an evil person? Yes. Why is that? Because it's like they had a different agenda. It's like, uh, uh, they're not in the right frame of mind. They're, they're Whoa, time is, time says time out. Why did you say they weren't in the fra- right frame of mind? He had control of the situation. Kid was just sitting there eating a fucking hamburger. I'm just saying in his mind, he didn't. I guess, you know what, he was a brand new cop, I don't know, a couple days on the job or something like that, but at the same time, even a normal human being would know, hey, this ain't the right kind of situation to do this bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about evil people, because I really cover a lot of them in the Biker News segment. There are a lot of evil people out there. I always distinguish. There's two things that I look at. Especially when it comes to organized crime or something like that. Usually with organized crime. The people that get killed. Are in the business. They're not normal civilians. Basically, the phrase, well, it was business, not personal. Now, when you do do see things where innocent people, as I would say, get killed, that's bad. That's fucked up. But do you consider somebody who is, say, working with uh, the mob, doing business with them, they know the situation they're in, And they get killed. Do you consider that an evil deed? 
Killing anybody's an evil deed. You think it's an evil deed, anybody that gets killed? Yeah, anybody that kills someone. Even if it has to deal with business. They're not innocent in the whole thing. They knew well, yeah, what they, they were knew, getting into. They knew what they were getting into. They knew that was a possibility that they end up with a bullet in their head. Yeah, if you screw someone over in business. Exactly. And you just said it right now. It's business. Yeah. So should we look at a situation that way at that point? Well, if you're just talking about that group of people in general. I I am. A lot of people just brush that shit under the rug. Because that's what it was about. You know, I got a special guest this weekend, John, uh, who's interviewed a lot of Gambino uh, crime family, uh, ex-Gambinos. And we're going to be bringing up that subject. Because I think it's an important subject. But then we have the flip side of the coin where, well, every Monday we care, we we cover it. Serial killers. I That is pure evil right there. Yeah. It's like you can try really hard to try and get in the mind of an evil person and you can't. And there's a lot of traits that come with an evil fucker. And you really, and it's pretty sad because some of them traits are in your friends, are in your family. Mm -hmm. And you sit back and say, what the fuck? It's like in your family, you always have that one or two people that try to upend everything. Yeah. Am I right or wrong? Well, yeah. Well, one of the things that they <clears throat> that you got to look out for is they enjoy the misfortune of others. Oh, my God. Have I seen people like that? Well, what it is is they like to create bad situations. Which and, is always the case with these people. And enjoy the, I guess you can say, the stress and the misfortune that they create by... They think it's a creating game. That situation. They do. They think it's a game. Yeah. And it's for their own freaking sick pleasure mm-hmm. that they do something like that. Well, and they don't care what the repercussions are as far as, you know, who, who they're hurting or, you know, the effects that it's taking the toll on what they're doing. And they play the poor people. me card, don't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, because the biggest thing is, is they they claim that the evil person has been hurt in their life. And when bad things happen to other people, they find joy out of it. That is sick, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like they go through life wanting to make other people fucking miserable. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Because what's the saying? Misery wants company enjoys company yeah and if you have to spend your whole life trying to drum up some bullshit with between people you're a loser you really are you're a loser you're pig vomit all that bullshit because that's a sad existence some of them people i would really like to be there when they pop off and, you know, 
by on a fucking uh, deathbed. Next thing you know, they're up in front of the old man upstairs and try to explain that. Really, try to explain why you were such a scumbag. Because if you really think about it, the ev- even those that are serial killers, I bet you, I bet you, because I can't, I can't prove it. You know, it's always you, fine when funny when they find Jesus. That's what I was gonna say. On like serial killers, like those that are being uh, executed, mm-hmm. right? I bet you they're praying to God before it happens. Well, you're damn right. But at the same time, you're saying to yourself, did you let them pray? But that's on the extreme case. Right. I like what Mark has to say here. I really do. Evil is bad shit. No conscious, cold-hearted, very dangerous. Well, yeah. And one of the things... um that I've noticed with people that, you know, you can kind of see that they have some evilness behind them as they have control issues. Control freaks. Yeah. They try to exert who they are. I think they're insecure motherfuckers. And they project that outwardly as strength when they're really weak. And they're really alone in their thoughts. Mm-hmm. So when they're miserable, they have to keep themselves entertained. Well, the goal of evil people is to control the way you feel on the inside. Like I just uh, said, how you feel on the outside. Basically, it's not just a slap in the face, but it's like a kick in your it's a kick in your heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like. Why are you so obsessed and always want to be in control when you can't control other people. Well, you're not supposed to be able to control other people. The problem is other people let themselves be controlled. This is true. And those are the type of people that prey on them. They will prey on a weak person. They will prey on somebody's heartstrings. That's... The reason why I'm so, you know, I've been so happy with you lately is because you don't let that happen anymore. Nope. At some point, you got to turn cold hearted to those type of people. Well, and then you also got to keep in mind that evil people are pretty much pathological liars. Oh, my God. That has to be one of the big traits of them people. They have no honor. Mm-mm. None. They don't even know what the word honor means. Or respect. There's another one. Look at you. You're on a roll here. Liars. No respect. Well, they have no respect because of the fact that they don't respect the people that they're affecting. Mm -hmm. Which makes me think they have no respect for themselves. Most of them don't because they're miserable son of a bitches. That's the way I look at them kind Mm -hmm. of people. And that's why we've always talked about, hey, you get one chance. You fuck me, bye. Because they are them type of people. Pathological liars. Miserable son of a bitches. And you ever notice if you're around a person like that, though, you get like a weird feeling or a weird vibe. You do. 
Like you're almost, it's almost like you're uncomfortable around them. Well, this is true, yes. And I'd have to say a serial killer or something like that, pathological liar, and no respect whatsoever, just in the act that they're doing. That is evil, man. That's the traits they got on them. Well, you ever have it when you're out somewhere? I don't care if it's... Dave, uh, usually women, uh, BSA. Okay, I didn't know what that means. I just thought you were saying, yeah, usually women are like that. You, you got that right. Go ahead. You ever have it when you're out somewhere, let's say, I don't care if it's the grocery store, you're at a gas station getting gas, or you're out at a bar, and you, you like, I don't know, somebody walks past you, and just by them walking past you, you get the chills. Oh, damn. Well, you know what? Mark just said that. Your hair gets electric when you get around evil. Wow. I'm My not... God, is this true? And here's what's funny. Mark, we must think alike because I was totally not even looking in the comment section. You were, but the, he just <laughs> brought it up. Your hair gets electric when you get around evil. This is so fucking true. Yeah, it's like you get... You get extremely uncomfortable, and sometimes you're like, okay, you don't even know why, but then eventually you're like, okay, it has to do with that person. You know what? He brings that up, but do you notice when somebody is really fucked up and evil, how animals react to them? Oh, yeah. Even if the animals never seen them before. Yeah. They know. Uh-huh. Well, dogs and cats. They definitely know. They definitely can sense things with people. It's like they're standoffish. Mm -hmm. Or that, you know, they totally run and don't want to be around that person. And maybe you should start taking cues from the animals. Mm -hmm. Because they do got the other senses that you might not know. Exactly. And do you notice when, say, our dogs, their hair stands up when they're around other you know, people that are fucked up? Mm -hmm. Their hair stands right the fuck up. So you to tell my dogs don't like them. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, the Jack Russell, it's easy to tell when her hair's standing up. The pit, not so much, but she she lets you know. Tattoo Chris, you're, you're very right here. Evil people have all the answers. They think. They think they do, but they go out and project. They will try to turn around everything to make themselves look good. That's the way these that that's one of the traits people like that have. They try to turn around everything or a situation to favor themselves. Well, and they lack remorse. They don't Oh my god, do they? They don't give a crap who they're hurting. They don't unless they're in the electric chair. <laughs> well, yeah. Then, then they're. I'm sorry. I know I was wrong. Mm. You know, but other people, not those being executed. <laughs> okay. But other people, they 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 don't care what they're doing and saying and how it affects other people around them. Mm -hmm. They don't care. Especially if they're targeting specific people. They, they make a game out of it. They think it's funny. They think it's funny. Because they want you to fail. They want you to feel bad. They want you to 
feel like you're, you know, you're worthless. So why do and people they don't take all the time to kick dumb kind of people that occur? Why does it take so long to say, go fuck yourself? I've never, ever understood that. I'm hooked on phonics when it comes to that. Because I don't see it. I think it depends on the situation when it comes to something like that. Most people, you'll just be like, yeah, fuck off. Mm -hmm. But then it doesn't mean it doesn't affect them, even if they do tell them to go fuck themselves. Really? Interesting. Yeah, you could tell somebody that you feel is evil to go fuck themselves or to leave you alone or whatever the case may be. But that person's not going to stop what they're doing. They're going to continue doing it because they don't care how it bothers you. Well, at that point, you just got to cut them. No? Well, yeah, you do. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to hear it from other people or... Dirty knobs. That's the definition of a narcissist. I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to not hear it from other people. And at that point, I think you should just say, okay, to other people... Do I care? That's one of my favorite things to say is in order to hurt me, I actually have to give a fuck about you. You know, the haters that I got is unbelievable. And I know you don't give a fuck. <laughs> I clown my, they give me material. They don't understand that. They give me the material to keep going. It makes me laugh. It makes me giggle. But I actually have to give a fuck about you to care about anything you have to say about me. And 99.99999% of the time, I don't give a fuck about you. So what you say doesn't matter. Because guess what? I always say to people, especially my kids, when something like this comes up, do they pay your bills? Do they put food in your mouth? If they don't, don't give a fuck. That was not me. That was the <laughs> fucking dog. <laughs> you nasty pit bull, you. She just let it out. Now she's moving. What the fuck is with? What are you feeding everybody here, man? Anyway, and she's moving. Look at her. She knows she just shit herself. <laughs> anyway, but that's what I tell people to do. If they don't pay your bills or they don't feed you, don't give a shit about what they have to say. See, that's why I feel sorry for emotional people. I do. I feel sorry for them because they let people get into their heads. And sitting back and watching something like that is foreign to me. It really is. It's foreign. Why? Because I'd never let that happen. Never do it. No fucking way. Why should I live in a state of stress for somebody else? Not going to do it. I like giving stress. Yeah, no shit. I love it. <laughs> but I'm not going to sit there and take it. All right, and, I, and usually when I give stress, it's because they're assholes. I got a question for you. Oh, you don't want to ask me a question. Yeah, I do. They say 
an evil person has no sort of moral compass. Explain to me what kind of morals a person has that's evil. What, how were they? Was it how they were raised? I'm tired of the, the bullshit of how people were raised and they blame it on that shit. I really do. Well, the biggest thing I that I that. think the biggest thing that an an evil person is going to do is shift blame to others and play the blame game. Blame everybody else for how their how their behavior is. Now, it could go back to childhood where you know, they say they tried to cover up uh it wasn't me. I didn't steal the Kool-Aid. Some bullshit and they carried that on to adulthood. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But at the same time, I still don't believe in that. But do you notice that those that are evil, they think that apologizing is weak and they would much rather make it to where you apologize for their fuck ups? I believe and I've always said, if you fuck up, you admit when you're wrong. You don't sit there, make excuses. Yeah, you can put out a point. But if you're wrong, you're fucking wrong. It's not hard to admit that. And it's actually more honorable to admit that you're wrong than to try to fucking lie about it. And those are those kind of people that regardless of the situation, they know what they did was fucked up. They'll never, ever admit they were fucking wrong. That's not in their genes. Well, and you were talking about people, you know, that are emotional and whatnot. We'll see. That's just see it. you later, Grandpa. Go ahead. Evil people like to belittle you. They like to emotionally manipulate you. Oh God, you're describing a lot of people out there. But my question is, why do you let them manipulate you? That is something I've always wanted to know. Why? Why take all that time that you're never going to get back and let them do it? It's just like saying, okay, I watched uh, this thing on YouTube. That's five minutes. I'll never get back. Well, that's the true when, you know, you see somebody trying to manipulate you. You're never going to get that time back. You wasted all that time. So the best thing would do is when you see that coming, kick them to the curb. Have no remorse for them. Because they sure to hell don't have any remorse for you. Do you feel that evil people live double lives? Oh my God. That's without fucking question. They live in alternate realities. There's the real world, and it's then, it's theirs. That's how fucked up some of them people really are. And at the same point, they'll use that, like that freaking uh, mother out in Utah. She's fucking batshit crazy. She lives in an alternate reality. She is the definition of pure evil. So they live within two damn worlds and they can't get the two worlds straight. They'll blame it on mental illness. Bullshit. I'm sorry to say a lot of mental illnesses I don't believe in. 
I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. There is a point where you can control yourself. And if you can't control yourself, you're a fuck nut. Straight up. Straight up, 100%. There, you can control what the hell you're saying. Because a lot of people will use that. Well, I was diagnosed with this or that. That's just a fucking excuse. It really is. It's a fucking excuse. You're going to sit here and tell me you can't control yourself? Sometimes people can't. Why not? They know it's wrong, yes? Of course. But instead, they still go forward with it. Now, I'm not talking about relationship stuff. I'm talking about people knowing that they're fucking wrong. They're doing it on purpose. So how are you going to blame that on freaking mental illness? If they're sitting there trying to manipulate people. Because it takes some freaking brains. To manipulate somebody, yes? True. So how do you blame that on a mental illness when they're actively doing it? And they know it's wrong. Now, I know there's a lot of psycho fucks out there. That, yeah, you say you're mentally fucked. But at the same time, when you got somebody who's a narcissist, they know it's wrong. They know what they're doing is giving them joy. Can you blame that on a mental illness? They have all their faculties. But can you accept that as an excuse at that point? Everybody uses it as a go-to. But do you accept that? I think it goes on a situation basis. Okay, let me give you a situation. Yeah, give me a situation. Let me give you a situation. Somebody is trying to assert themselves into somebody's relationship. They are trying to do whatever they can to come between people. They actively know what they're doing. They're actively planning that bullshit. And when they're called out, well, you know, I'm this, I'm that, and shit like that. No, that that's that's like a dumb scenario in my opinion, but no, you can't use You can't use I got mentally and... bullshit in my head. No. Because they knew what they were doing exactly. And that goes to the fact that they use it as an excuse. And I hate to say it, even those that are serial killers, even though nobody really knows what's in the mind of a serial killer, that their go-to is that they have mental illness or something bad happened in their childhood. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got something bad that's happened in their childhood and not everybody's out killing people or not everybody's out trying to be evil. Mm -hmm. Everybody... There is not one person, I have never met one person that hasn't had one bad thing happen in their childhood. Eric, let's take that for example. Like alcohol, uh, alcoholism. Do you think that's a mental condition where they can blame it 
on alcohol that they're doing that kind of shit. No. You have a choice to, do, to drink or not to drink. But people say, well, that's a disease. They'll try to fall back on that shit for being that's pricks. That's like saying doing heroin's a disease. I don't think alcohol, I mean, they call it a disease for alcoholi- alcoholism, but I don't, I don't. But can they use that as an excuse to fuck with people? I, my personal opinion, that'd be a piss poor excuse. That's like saying drinking and driving's okay. And it isn't. Because I'm an alcoholic, so it's okay that I do it. That no. I got in the car, that I killed somebody. No. It's a and it's a problem. It's I have a disease. <laughs> I have a disease. So now you know what I'm talking about when they go to that bullshit of well, I have this and that. No. Just because it's because you're an asshole. Just because you have mental disease or defect from a diagnosis doesn't mean you're gonna be an evil person. It doesn't make you evil. No, it doesn't make you evil, but at the same time it don't give you an excuse to be a prick. That's true. I mean, that's what I'm trying to put over. I, I've on got, I, I've got diagnosed with things, and I, I don't, don't, I don't manipulate or use it to my advantage. Mark is so right again. See, I love Mark to death, and all Mark's my awesome. other. I love all my people uh, that come in here every day uh, and contribute to the conversation. Uh, everyone has issues. It is how you handle it that makes the difference. And I think that's where I'm trying to go with this. Oh, it is definitely how you handle it. I mean, okay, I'm diagnosed bipolar. And what do I tell you when you start getting up? You know what? Stop the bullshit. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Don't use that as an excuse. Yeah. I'm very blunt with you when it comes to Yeah, that. and and I don't use being bipolar as an excuse. I don't. Am I medicated for it? No. Why? Because meds suck and all they do is make you look like a fucking zombie. But at the same time, but you know what you're time, doing. But at the same time, yeah, sometimes I have explosions and I explode on Hollywood or I explode on our son. And I act like I'm fucking five. I do. Mm. I ain't gonna lie. I do. But is that a reason to make people miserable? No, it's not. And my goal is never to make anyone, anybody miserable. That is not not my goal. I live with it on a daily basis. I fight the demons on a daily basis. But... I push through as hard as I can to keep going and keep being a happy-go-lucky person. Mm. Yeah, am I going to have bad days? Of course. But you're not out there scheming. But I'm not out there trying to manipulate or make other people feel bad about themselves. And that's where I say... And that's why... Don't put up that, you know, you're bipolar and that's the reason why you're doing it. Shut up, you're a coward. I don't want to hear it. You know, it's like, I mean, to me, being diagnosed with that, if people use that as an excuse, that pisses me off because uh, I'm bipolar. I I have depression. I've got anxiety, panic, PTSD. I've got all this bullshit. And I don't use that as an excuse to behave specific ways. You don't want to be hateful. I don't want to be hateful. I try not to be hateful. That is why I used to give everybody... One, two, three, four, five, six chances because I'm like, okay, well, we'll chalk it up as that person was having a bad day. Mm. 
but when the bad days continue on a daily basis for weeks, they're months, doing it on purpose. years, it's purposeful and it's purposely hateful. They don't care about other people. They mm-hmm. don't give a shit. Their only concern is themselves. Right. And it's sad. Because if you have no remorse or no heart to give a shit about what you're doing and how it's affecting other people, then all you can blame that on is the fact that you are just flat out an evil person. Or you're miserable. You're just a miserable sack of shit. It's 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 like don't be using and you notice mental most disease of these and people, defect be, as an excuse for how you're behaving and how you're treating other people. Do you know most of these people? If you look at it over time, they usually have nobody. They're by themselves. No, because nobody they, wants nothing to deal because with. They, do with they them. push everybody away. For basically, you don't even know why. Mm. You know, and that's the thing. They like to push away friends. They like to push away family. And you don't even know what the hell happened and why it happened. It just, I guess you can say it just is. Mm -hmm. But uh, am I right? They're usually alone. That's how they end up. And you know how much joy I get out of that? Maybe I'm an evil person. But I believe in karma 100%. When you're a fuck nut, you're going to get treated like a fuck nut. Well, I believe everybody has, you know, you know how you would see in like cartoons, they have the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder mm-hmm. in cartoons. I think everybody's got a little touch of evil. It's just how they use it. Right. Because uh, we, kinda... we all think things about mm-hmm. people. But the thing is, is we think it. And we don't follow through with it. How many times have you want to kill me? Now I'm getting worried here. Daily. (laughs) (laughs) What? But I mean, seriously, we all think things about people, whether it, you know, people, somebody that's been in your life at one time or another, I'm sure you think nasty shit about somebody. And I don't mean sex shit. I mean, nasty shit. But you don't follow through with that feeling. Mark, uh, damn China, you have the same thing going as my daughter. Uh, SNS, yep, I don't believe in meds, especially pharmaceutical. Yes, there is times I do things I usually wouldn't, but I take the blame for sometimes uh, not till I come back to. And the, well, and the biggest thing, too, I mean, okay, you, you have all these things. I mean, I've got all these diagnoses, but. If I have a shit day and I take it out on like Hollywood or I take it out on her son. I'm your go-to. Yeah, I always take it out on you. But one of the things that I do end up doing, whether it's me talking to him face-to-face or by via text message, being that he works, he's working in the studio all day and I go, I leave the house and go to work. Bye-bye. That's my actually my peaceful time. I mean, if I I was an a-hole in any way. I, what what do I do? And I don't do it 100% of the time. I'm guilty, but I will do it more than half of the time. And as I'll, I'll apologize. Mm. I, I admit I fucked up. I admit taking out my anger on you when it should have been directed towards, a, you know, the actual person. And I take it out on you. 
And I apologize. Dirty knobs usually pushing family away as people with two similar illnesses. I don't believe that. I don't either. And why don't you believe that? Because I call bullshit. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It don't matter. Because at some point, you have to fucking understand what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And at some point, you got to say to yourself, well, you're doing that shit on purpose. At some point. Because if it's... If it's two people that have the same illness, then you understand that illness. And you don't use it as an excuse. Mm. I mean, if if you both have the same shit, you understand each other better than an outsider would understand. Very true. You're on the inside where an outsider's on the outside and don't understand. Like with bipolar... Uh, I I know a few people that are bipolar, and I can understand where they're coming from way better than, let's say, Hollywood could. Yeah, because I look at them like a bunch of fuck nuts when they get stupid. But I can sit there and be like, yeah, I get it. I understand it. But at what but point at same, does it stop? But at the same time, some people get too carried away. And don't do like most people and accept when they're wrong and apologize when they hurt you and this, that, you know, it's there. It's like an on the fence kind of thing, I guess. So why does it take somebody say they use bipolar as an excuse to kill somebody? Why does it take so long for them to come around and say, hey, it really wasn't that that caused it. It was my inner self. And my lust for vindictiveness or whatever the hell it is. It takes them a long time. See, that's one of the reasons because why they I consequences. Hate, it's one of the reasons why I hate people using mental disease and defect as an excuse to try and get away with murder or try and get away with anything. Because that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. It's just an excuse. You got that right, Dirty Noms. Yeah, Mark, uh, they made it through the hurricane. Great. I had a se- I have to get my mother. Uh, I survived my first hurricane thing. I have to get a sticker made for her. <laughs> you know, here she is, grew up in Chicago all her fucking life. And uh, next thing, a hurricane hits down in Florida. <laughs> I thought I went down there to retire. Didn't we tell her before she went that kind of shit was going to happen? Because well, she's old. She should know. Your brothers live there forever. And right. he, t- he gets hit by every hurricane that goes in that area. He's lost fencing. He's lost roof. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like he's lost a lot of shit. What do you say to a person like that? Because I'm learning here from our audience, Dirty Knobs, Big Pete, all that, Mark, Mark. everybody in here mm-hmm. that is making comments, if I missed you. What am I missing? As far as? Why people act this way. What am I missing? As far as white people, what? Act evil? Act stupid. Or vindictive. What am I missing? You're really not missing anything because majority of the time they're just doing it because that's who they are. Mm -hmm. That's just who they are. There's really no excuse. Right. That's just the kind of person they are. Do you think a person like that can change? Maybe. I won't say yes or no. I'd say maybe. 
because there's but too the much first, in it. But the first thing that they'd have to do is admit they fucked up. They have a problem. They have to. Yeah. Just like the 10 steps for like alcoholics and 12 freaking, steps. There are 12 steps. The first thing you have to do is admit you have a problem. Me, I admit on a daily basis I'm fucked up in the head. Mm-hmm. But I don't use that shit to my advantage. Right. Well, because I, I still. Won't let you. Because Your son I, won't let you. No, my son won't let me for at all. But it, I don't use mental illness as an excuse for shit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just pissed off and it has nothing to do with my mental illness. Mm. I'm just pissed. You're always pissed. Yeah, but I tell you about the shit that pisses me off, so you're mm. already forewarned that, hey, this ain't because I'm going to say, hey, I'm bipolar. No, it's because so-and-so did this, mm. and it set me off. But you let it get That's to just you. like the other thing that happened uh, at work with that, that guy calling me a fucking bitch. Dude, you can call me a fucking bitch all day long. I don't care. But he busted out to see you next Tuesday, and I'm telling you, if I wasn't at, if we didn't live in a small town, and I wasn't at my job, even though I was not on the clock, I would have thrown some hands. Throw some hands. Because that C word is just, that. that's them. That's a fighting word. But what is it about our son that stops you dead cold that makes you wake up? It's the look in his eyes. Seriously. It's just the way he looks at me. Mm-hmm. And he it- makes you feel like a child. It's no, it's not so much. He makes me feel feel like a child, but he may he's the, the, the look in his eyes when he looks at me and I'm like in a manic phase or even just angry in general. Just the look that he gives me when he looks me in the face brings me back to this is gonna sound stupid. It brings me back to like when he was born and I was holding him and the first look he gave me look like the the look of, OK, why'd you bring me in this world? the look of innocence Mm. i mean it's just the look that he gives me just like hits me right in the heart so you can't admit people with that kind of disease can be brought out of it right away yeah and that they know as long as they're doing wrong as long as they have a conscience i have a conscience yeah you do you do i have a conscience i have a big heart Mm. i i like when everybody's happy i don't like when people are miserable Right. I can't fix things. I can't fix everything. You can't fix stupid. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are that. Stupid is as stupid does. Stupid is as stupid does. What, you, you force fucking gum? Yeah, but you can't fix it. That you that, That's unfixable. They have to fix themselves before you can help them. But you should you have to go along on the journey for them to fix themselves? No. Because no. there's at some point you can't you don't you can't care about that anymore. Well, there's at some point where you just get to the point where you are pulling your hair out and it's stressing you out and it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So why would you want to keep yourself in that situation and give yourself the fucking stress? Exactly. I mean, with panic and anxiety that I you know used to call Hollywood out on being like, it's all in your head, dude. That shit ain't in your head. But when you have undue stress that gets into your life, that is totally not necessary because one, you don't know what the hell you did. And two, you probably didn't do anything wrong, but you're getting blamed for this, that, and the other thing or being, you know, trying to get people trying to manipulate you or people just trying to fuck with your head. 
You don't need that shit. You don't need the undue stress. You don't need the anxiety. I don't need to be worrying about whether or not I'm going to have a panic attack this day or that day. Grumpy. uh, Too many people refuse to take personal accountability for his or her actions. They have been conditioned to point fingers and lay blame everywhere, but actually where it lies. That's a good idea. You know what a lot of people, you know what a lot of people don't come to realize that when you're pointing fingers at somebody, look how many fingers are pointing back at yourself. Damn, China Dow, man. Holy shit. It's time to cruise with your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual. I like to masturbate sometimes. Dare you I know you do. Get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. You go like two hours, so but yeah, I like masturbating <laughs> once in a while. Nobody wants to know that, dude. You know. Dirty knob 73. What do we got for 73 here? We are getting our porn on right now. Nobody wants to know that you masturbate. Well, they like hearing about you masturbating for two fucking hours. If you had to assign a flavor, a flavor, flavor Mm -hmm. to your significant other's lips, what flavor would it be? Strawberry. (laughs) Strawberry, 100%. (laughs) You, uh, you know what? I love your smell. (laughs) <laughs> which is usually strawberry or watermelon. strawberry or watermelon <laughs> but but let me give you a pointer though hmm. my chapstick is pink lemonade <laughs> she does taste good you know what it, it's surprising how you know some women really go down to the fact of the littlest details and the way they look and you know the smell and everything like that it's kind of like the old uh, deal where when before you get married, they're hotter than fuck. And then next thing you know, you get married to them. They're in fucking sweats. And the and the mess. Well, I'm sorry, but I think chicks with messy bun that looks cute. I'm just saying. I've, but I got to give it to you. You wake up every day, do it up. Yeah. My hair, my face. Yeah. You put it on your yeah. face. Y'all. So that's good. So and, that's good. And my pofum. Uh, Big Red 457. Are you more comfortable giving oral sex or receiving? Well, we've talked about this before. I know. I love when you bob your knob. Bob on your knob, you mean? (laughs) Bob my knob. I don't got one of those. If I did, I'd be like this all day long. You'd be beating that shit. Dude, I'd be beating it like it owes me money. (laughs) And it better pay off. (laughs) Right? What the fuck? You ever have it when you're masturbating and you can't get off? Is that why you go two hours? Sometimes. Because it sometimes takes me that long to get there. Matt, 500. I mean, it does it sometimes. Sometimes. 500. 500. 500. 500. Favorite sexual position. Favorite sexual position. Sleeping. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Is that why you lay on your back like a dead log? I'm napping with my eyes open. You're napping with your eyes open. (laughs) Dude, I've seen people that sleep with their eyes open. It's fucking creepy. Bet it is. Have you ever seen somebody that I have seen that bullshit. It's fucking creepy. You don't know if they're awake or asleep. (laughs) And you kind of like do this in front of them and like go back and forth. Be like, are you, can you see me? (laughs) And they're sleeping. Last one, 456. Biggest pet peeve. Biggest pet peeve. Yeah. Ignorance. I don't like ignorance. But ignorance is bliss. 
And a lot of people, yeah. Mm. That's my biggest pet peeve. No common sense. Damn. Look, you're you're on fire today. What? I hate it when people have no common sense. Do you think it's done on purpose, though? I think a lot of it's done on purpose because they're just being <laughs> ignorant. Uh-huh. I mean, seriously. Very good, man. Very good. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Fridays. <laughs>